1: Hey, I'm Jackson Dart. You're listening to the Oxford Exxon Podcast on
0: MPW Digital.
2: From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi,
1: MPW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast.
0: I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts,
1: Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady.
2: I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast presented by Twisted Tea. Chase Farm, Neil McCready here with you. Week zero is here. College football is back. Not another Saturday without college football games. Navy and Notre Dame highlighting a uh, pretty weak week zero slate, but it's not too far away. Just uh, 10 away from what is a pretty good night. You got uh, some Big Ten action. You got Florida and Utah on that Thursday night and we'll be with you with a uh, hand-raised guys, next week leading into uh, week one where Ole Miss and Mercer starting at 1 o'clock. So uh, and Franklin can still Miss over the weekend. Had a few final thoughts on that. A lot of coverage at grub.com from uh, that standpoint. Some college football stuff and much more here with you uh, today on the pod. A pod brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the uh, the lunch specials. They change every day, but everyday five sixty nine, couple sides, bread, and any size fountain drink. You also can uh, get the ribs wet or dry, call ahead, wrap them up. I'm ready to go for you there with the Oxford Exxon. If you're in Clinton or Brookhaven, those donuts are homemade every single day with the Oxford Exxon. They're going to go um, all across the state here soon. But for now, Clinton and Brookhaven locations if you're in the Jackson and Brookhaven areas. And again, Noah's in the Clark Ford studio.
1: I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662 257 1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, there's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Yeah, you get a great product, but mostly what you get is great service. Um, we had an issue with uh, Campbell's car in Nashville on Saturday and i'm not a car person my wife is not a car person but we called people at clark ford who we've gotten to know over the years with questions about hey is it safe to get that vehicle back and they gave us honest answers of no it's probably not and so we got we went searching for repairs and that kind of thing it's a level of of uh comfort of service that you just don't get everywhere but you get it at clark ford because they want to be your car guy they want to be your truck guy they want to have. A long-term relationship with you, 662-257-1900 is that number. Guest, join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from uh, the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Chase is having some power issues at his place, so uh, when he gets back, we'll uh, get him back in. So... The big news over the weekend, uh, Kamarian Franklin, the five-star defensive lineman from Lake Cormorant, I think that's how you say it, uh, Mississippi, uh, committed to Ole Miss on Saturday, made that official, started to kind of, things started to really turn Ole Miss's way middle of last week, I guess. And, um, started to be some rumblings that, that it was going to be Ole Miss, uh, a week or so ago, most people would have predicted it would be Auburn. A month or so ago, most people probably would have predicted that it would have been Tennessee, uh, but it was Ole Miss. And um, huge pickup for uh, for the Rebels, uh, five-star defensive lineman, ranked by rivals as the number one ranked player in Mississippi, ranked by rivals at, as the uh, number 11 player in uh, the country. So a huge pickup. Uh, A lot of credit goes to uh, a lot of different people, primarily uh, Pete Golding, uh, Randall Joyner, um, Kevin Bolden, obviously Elaine Kiffin, uh, the Grove Collective. It was an interesting thing for me at least. I wrote a lot about it on Saturday. Cole Patterson with Rivals.com talked to Kamarian Franklin, so there's a story uh, that's also there if you want to read his comments. Um. The, the reaction from people in internet land was pretty interesting. There was a, a reaction from Auburn of, I think, not, not Auburn proper, but Auburn fans of um, kind of shock, I guess, that, that Ole Miss could swim in those waters. And people do this thing. It's funny to me. They almost do this thing now, fans do, or, well, they paid them. Well, yeah, everybody's getting paid. I mean, Williams Noari went to Missouri last week, and people said, well, Missouri only got him because they paid him. Okay. My response to that is, so? I mean, if I'm interviewing for a job and one one company offers to pay me more than the other two, well, it's going to have a hell of a chance to land my services. Um, Chase's power is out, so this might end up being a uh, mailbag Question: A mailbag uh, version of the Oxford Exxon podcast, because obviously I did not prepare for a solo podcast that is happening uh, as we speak. So we'll probably switch to that here in just a minute. But I, I watched that reaction, and it's antiquated. Frankly, the days of of that being some sort of an accusation are simply over. Of course, people are paying. Um, that's what collectives are about. They cut nil deals everyone knows it. It's basically above board. Nobody gets their money unless you're Williams Noari where you'll, you can get your money as early as I think later this week or next week or whatever, because of a, a law in Missouri that Missouri's being criticized for. They shouldn't, they're taking advantage of a loophole that hasn't been closed yet. It's perfectly legal in Missouri, for example, to pay a prospect, We're having power issues here, so hopefully you guys are still – let me know if you're still with me. Uh, There was a question in the thread about why we're separate. Well, Ole Miss has football this morning. I've got it. Uh, Chase has something going on today. Y'all still with me? Yeah, okay, we're good. Chase has something going on today, so I've got football, so I've got to get out of here quickly. And get to football before we only get the first four periods they started about nine fifty, and um i'll have to walk i'll have to park on the square and walk to uh, football because they'll be giving tickets out today so just from a time standpoint it doesn't make sense for us to um to still be here um chase is having power issues apparently the power blinked here as well but i caught it before before we lost it so anyway back to what i was saying it, it, that's that's that argument is a silly argument now. The days of, well, y- your school only got them because you paid them. Everybody's paying. It's, it's legal now. People talk about it. I think the days coming where the payments are going to be transparent, um, not because, I mean, I'd love to know, like, what does a five-star go for? In the same way that I'd love to know what does, you know, what you, you see in the Major League Baseball draft, for example, you know what the number one player gets. You see what the number three player gets. There's a sliding scale down the first round as to what a what a player gets well you get the same thing in um you know in the nfl the nfl draft bryce young number one got more money with the panthers than whoever went 20th for example i'd love to know what is the going rate for a five-star player who in this case is just barely outside of the top 10 nationally he's ranked again number 11 in the country but the point is is that nil payments are going to happen and so Ole Miss has gotten very competitive over the last year or so, two years really, with NIL, with uh, what they've been able to do with the Grove Collective. They had a big kind of a fundraiser for uh, big boosters over the weekend. They had a lot of people in. Um, I suspect it was quite successful. They were organized at the very beginning. We talked about what William Liston did at the very beginning, getting organized. Walker Jones came in, uh, took it to another level. They've been very competitive with it. There was a lot of money raised last fall um, as Ole Miss was having success on the field, and there was concern about whether or not Lane Kiffin would leave, and, and, and Kiffen was, was very clear that you had to yeah. have NIL to compete. The Ole Miss people stepped up via the Grove Collective. And they are very competitive right now. I don't know where Ole Miss falls in terms of ranking. How much money is in their collectives? No clue. That 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 type of information is just not available, really. But there's no doubt that Ole Miss is competitive, and there are programs out there that, in the past era, the former era, where everything was sort of un- was a sort of everything was completely under the table. A lot of those programs, I'm not naming names, I'm not referring to anyone specifically, but a lot of those programs were more competitive in that, using that method. Because if you're funded by, if you got big businesses, for example, let's say you're C Spire in Mississippi, you can't fund, you can't give big to the Ole Miss collective and then not give to the Mississippi State collective, for example, that would be bad business. If you're a company in the state of Alabama, if you're going to give big to the Alabama Collective, you have to give big to the Auburn Collective. So a lot of those businesses just sort of choose to stay on the sidelines, or they make you know, donations that are just sort of whatever to those two schools, or they probably have to give something to UAB, to South Alabama, to Troy. I mean, you want business. Business is business. Auburn money and Alabama money, if you're running a business, are the same thing. You want both. If you're in Mississippi, you don't want to alienate all the Mississippi State fans. You don't want to alienate all the Ole Miss fans. You don't want to alienate the Southern Miss fans if you're south of Jackson in all likelihood. So those kinds of programs, sometimes some of those programs benefited because you had big business owners who had deep pockets, and they would give under the table, and they would get access or whatever, um, you know, that came with that, but they were able to do it privately. They had plausible deniability. Well, it's gone now in this era. So, Ole Miss has been able to compete a lot. So uh, I'll I'll get in here and I'll take uh, I'll take your questions in the thread if you guys have them. Um, first I'll tell you uh, I got to catch up here. I'm a little behind. I've Got to tell you about Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before it's made with real brewed tea packs a flavorful punch five percent alcohol no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion no need to settle for the usual twisted tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering for your favorite team whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot watching at a bar or hosting friends at home twisted tea is there to elevate your game day experience it perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by BetterHelp. If, uh, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress in my life, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it was a game changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash mpw today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mpw. Uh, we're also brought to you by uh, Davey Ferris at uh, Hillco Insurance. If you hate losing games, you hate losing players, you hate paying for your insurance, Davey can help you. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. Contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at com. My uh, 10 weekend thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Andrew Segoe at uh, Segoe Wealth Management. If you're retiring soon, how long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? If you're already retired, should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Again, rebelsretire.com. All right, let's see. There's some questions in here. Um, I'll see if I can catch up and answer them. I appreciate you guys uh, putting up with me a little bit. Uh, Rebel Grizz says, uh, do you think Ole Miss is about to make a strong push for the in-state players committed elsewhere um there's a couple of them I mean I don't think there's any question that Ole Miss wants Braylon Burnside um for different things about T.J. Harrell but I think they're certainly interested there Burnside took a lot of his stuff down off social media I try not to do a lot of this stuff where you study what a 17 year old kid does on social media because that stuff can just go all over the place they're they're young could be they're upset about something. Could be that they're just doing it to, for kicks. Who knows? I know that Ole Miss really likes Burnside and um, would like to get him. Um, I don't know that Ole Miss is going to try to like flip. They're not going to try to flip somebody just because they're committed to a certain school. They're only going to, at this point, look, They I don't know the exact number, but they're like 20, 21 commitments. I expect they're going to get Noreal White. From Ocean Springs, I think it's Friday when he's scheduled to make his announcement. If I'm off a day, forgive me. He was committed to Arkansas for a while. He decommitted from Arkansas. He was—I thought he was going to commit to Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago. He took a visit to Mississippi State. Um, I anticipate that he's Ole Miss's. I don't know if he's the next commitment, but he's coming pretty quickly, I, I would guess. And then after that, if you get—if you were to land another receiver. Probably start getting kind of full there. What I think is interesting, and I wrote about this on Saturday, is it's pretty obvious to me, and, and I'm told from talking to people that I'm on to something, that, and it's not brilliant or anything. It's pretty obvious. After a couple of years of really being heavily dependent on the portal, um, there's traction with high school kids for the first time, the elite top-level high school player. The days of signing a high school guy and giving him, with the exception of an offensive lineman here and there, the days of signing a high school guy and giving him two, three years to develop in your system, those are kind of over. If a guy can't help you within the first season and a half, really, if he, can't, if he can't play for you by his second season, those guys aren't getting signed anymore. So you're only signing guys that you think can be impactful no later than their redshirt freshman year. And I think they're starting to get those guys. And Lane Kippens talked about it. I asked about it during a press conference a couple of weeks ago. You know, about it looked like it looked like you're having more success with high school guys. In an ideal world, is that the way you build your program and become less dependent on the portal? And his answer was yes. In an ideal world, that's exactly how you do it. It's how Alabama does it. It's how Georgia does it. Um, those are the programs you're chasing. Those, if you're, if you, if your goal and his is, is to. Make the national playoff. If your goal is to compete for conference and national championships, you're idiotic if you don't look at the programs that consistently do, look at how they build their programs, and at least try to emulate that as much as you possibly can. And that's not to say that Ole Miss is going to get out of the portal. I think they're still going to use the portal probably more than those kinds of programs because it's worked for them. But I don't think they want to continue bringing in 20 something players on one side of the ball in one recruiting cycle out of the portal. I I know, I know they don't, they just, a, it's, it's almost impossible to build uh, chemistry and culture. B it's super expensive. The portal is, uh, and C the odds of you getting impact players out of the portal aren't great. And you get one here and there. I mean, I think Trey Harris is going to be an impact player. I think Caden Priestcorn is going to be an impact player. Um, you know, obviously Jackson Dart was an impact player out of the portal, but you don't, the portal, I think most coaches will, and I think Ole Miss believes this too. The portal is for filling a hole that's been created. It's, it's, it's going out and signing a free agent. You don't want to field your whole team full of free agents. You want you want to build guys out of your farm system if you're a baseball team you, and, and plug with free agency where maybe you, you need a third baseman and there's a guy that you can go add. In football, it's the same thing. Hey, you need another receiver. Go get an impact-wide receiver. But you want to have guys that are in your building each day that have been there for a while, that came there because they wanted to be there. They didn't go there because of playing time or some NIL opportunity or whatever. They came there because there was a, some sort of a connection to the coaching staff, to the program. And it looks like they're starting to build that way. And which I think they're you're going to see them reduce their portal numbers as early as this coming January. Um why did Tennessee go from front runner to completely out of it for Franklin? I don't know that anybody's completely out of it. He can't sign until December, but I just think Ole Miss did a really good job recruiting him. I think Pete Golding did an exceptional job. Kevin Bolden did an exceptional job. They did a really good job. Um, convincing him that, that he was going to be a a major part of their recruiting class, a major part of their program. I think he likes, I know he likes golding a lot and they were just able to do it. They were able to pull it off. I mean, you don't, they didn't quit. Tennessee's not going to quit. Auburn's not going to quit. They have assistant coaches who are essentially, um, you know, professional salespeople. They're, they're paid not to quit. Um, Dwight says, "How did the scrimmage go on Saturday?" We had no access to it. I've, I've I've heard different things, but I haven't talked to enough people to really feel great about what I'd say. So I'll leave it at that. CC um, Simon says, uh, "How many snaps does Howard get against Mercer?" It's a great question. I'm 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 very confident Jackson Dart will start the game. I suspect that Spencer Sanders will play. Um, the question would be if that game is a typical, what you'd expect, you know, going into the middle of the third quarter, it's 42 to seven or something like that. You're obviously wanting to get some starters off the field. I would think that you want to get Walker Howard meaningful snaps. And I don't know whether, I don't know how many snaps they feel like they need to, to get from Sanders to, um, to, to, for that, for him to be ready to play in the event that something happened to dart or that kind of thing. I don't, I don't really know how that's going to get managed I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to tell us that either. Probably he'll get asked, but I don't think he'll tell us. Uh, how can you watch McCready and Siski today? It'll be on Disrupt Media on YouTube. Uh, that's uh, that YouTube page is up. We'll put all the links out and stuff. Uh, I've had people ask about the podcast version of that. You'll be able to listen to it on their podcast page. It's ready to go. It hasn't been launched yet because they don't have content. You can't launch a podcast. Network, if you will, without content. So once they post some content, that will be available, and uh, that's where it will be. Uh, Grant says no. Chase lost power, so he can't get on right now. Yeah, maybe Sammy. Maybe he upset a kicker. Maybe he's out fighting a kicker right now. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chicagoland Reb says, "Do you think landing Cam Franklin Saturday helped with?" Receiving new, more donations at the Grove Collective event this weekend. My speculation is yes, of course. Everybody loves momentum. And they have a lot of momentum in recruiting right now. A lot. They've been able to, this is the first time really under Kiffin that with high school guys, they've always had momentum in the portal. But this is the first time really with high school guys that they've been able to recruit at a high level and maintain it for months at a time. This is shaping up to be a really good class. I think they're up to 22nd in rivals rankings. They have more guys coming. They're going to move a lot higher than that. And this is just the high school guys. This is not even factoring in what they'll get out of the portal. I think it's also going to enable them to be more competitive at the high end of the portal when you're not having to... when you're not having to go get 25, 26 portal guys, when you're, maybe you're just going after five to seven portal guys. It's going to allow you to compete at the higher end of that portal in a way that, frankly, the last couple of years, they haven't really been able to do. Uh, Dwight says, is this the most momentum Ole Miss has had under Kiffin? I think so. I think in terms of recruiting, absolutely. This is the most that that he's, that he's had for sure. Uh, let's see. I lost uh, a little bit. Um, Austin says, um, oh yeah, I I skipped Joey. Joey says, do you think college football is going to end up right back where it started? Excuse me. From a conference standpoint, they'll form a league outside of NCAA realize this travel thing sucks for others and split back out. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't, there's there's nothing. There's nothing that indicates that right now, at least not to me. I mean, if you look around, everybody's selling record numbers of season tickets. People are excited about college football. You'll see big crowds at games next weekend all over the country. I mean, Ole Miss is going to play Mercer and I I I would guess it's going to be close to a sellout. If not a sellout for a game where the outcome has been decided forever. Um No, I I think the sports super healthy and then there's a lot of money. The TV money is right now it's still there, it's still flowing and no, I don't I don't think there's any other than people complaining about stuff, there's really no sign that anything's broken. Uh, Austin says, Neil, do you believe that the SEC will ever schedule a conference game outside of the United States like the Big Ten and Notre Dame have done? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Just haven't done it yet. But yeah, I mean, those games, I think they're watching those games, like the games in Dublin and the games in Mexico City to see, you know, how popular they are, what kind of traction is created from those games. Yeah, I could see could see uh sec teams playing a game in europe or mexico or something sure absolutely
0: um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with
0: Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.
1: I'm not even sure what that means, Grind. Uh, I'm still looking uh, for questions. Kyle, do you think Alabama defensive recruiting will take a huge hit with Golden gone? Steel isn't a long-term solution and will not be focused on recruiting? No, I don't. I think Alabama, as long as Saban's there, as long as that program is, um, as long as that program is is performing the way that it has performed, it's going to recruit itself. They've put so many uh, people in the NFL at high levels year after year. Saban has been able to build a program that years from now people will look back and talk about it in John Wooden esque terms. It's remarkable what he's done. It's almost impossible to do what he's done, but he did it. He's maintained it for going on two decades now. So, no, they'll be able to continue recruiting. That's a plug-and-play program for as long as Saban's there. Uh, Chet says, explain the relationship between Disrupt and why no longer MPW Digital. Sure. There is no relationship. Um, they were interested in my show with Tyler Siski, uh, McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel, We started talking about this a year ago and, um, they approached us about moving that show to their network. For me, it's a no brainer. I talked about this the other day. I'll probably talk about it again today. Um, it was an easy decision. Number one, it would have been completely unfair to Tyler not to do it from a money standpoint, from a financial standpoint. It's just, it's a simple no brainer. Um, and then two, you know, it's a, it's not an Ole Miss show, and so it's if it's not an Ole Miss show, and it's on a network that is predominantly an Ole Miss themed network, and this one is MPW, it doesn't really fit, and it didn't really fit. Um, I'm a big analytics person. From an analytics standpoint, it was becoming, uh, it was it was clear that it had hit a ceiling, and. um it wasn't going to grow. And the only way I could foresee it growing was to get it off this platform and onto a platform that wasn't as limited as this one is. And so we're going to move it there, and I think it gives it a chance to grow. There's no guarantee. It might might be a total bust there. Um, I'm not popular with Auburn people at all. It's a Birmingham-based show. Um, it is going to allow us to get guests that we couldn't get here. Uh, On a consistent basis, I think it's – I won't name names yet, but we're already talking to some people about coming on regularly that would not have come on regularly with the show on MPW just because it would have looked like something different. It would have looked like they were kind of campaigning for an Ole Miss job and they they didn't want that appearance or that they were criticizing Ole Miss or just talking about Ole Miss. They didn't want to get shoehorned like that. And I think in many ways, to fully answer your question, uh, Chet, I was getting to a place, and it might be too late, where I'm completely shoehorned as a, quote, Ole Miss guy. And in terms of, from a career standpoint, having any options outside of covering Ole Miss, I've got to build my brand as something different than that. doesn't mean that I won't be here forever necessarily, but if I'm ever going to have options outside of here that I want to pursue, I'm going to have to sort of create that. So... Maybe that, I hope that answers your question. Uh, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662 801 1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662 429 4429. A-Stock is a Nashville based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, and others that are coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. We will be at the College Corner in Oxford on uh, just off just at the, off the Oxford Commons, right off Ciske Avenue. We'll be there on Thursday afternoon. I think it's going to be 5 to 7. We'll be taping a show. It won't be a live stream because, frankly, we just don't have the technology to go do that. But uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a show that we'll, we'll have some giveaways and things. We'd love for you guys to come out and see us. We'll give you some more details as the week goes on. But that's the College Corner. They have more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel Gears. Beautiful store. I was in there on uh Friday. Plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out and ready for the Grove. They also have uh, multiple locations in the Jackson area, so check them out at collegecornerstore.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients We'll keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout for 20% off your purchase. Speaking of uh, tailgating and uh, getting ready for tailgating, 7 South tailgating is the way to go. If you are looking to tailgate in the Grove this football season, whether you're coming up for one game, whether you're coming for all the games, Whatever the case may be, whether your tailgate setup is super complex or whether it's super simple, they have a package for you at 7southtailgating.com. They've been with us for a long time. They'll take great care of you and um, make sure that you have a tailgating experience that allows you to have a lot of fun, enjoy the game, not have to worry about all the setup, all the breakdown. They'll do that for you. Once you tailgate with 7South, you won't tailgate without them again. It's 7southtailgating.com. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle-based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. No, it was a good question, Chet. I mean, Chet's not the first person to ask that question about why I moved the show. Um, It it was, frankly, it was a no-brainer. It's simple as that. I couldn't justify not moving it. Uh, Let's see. My screen just jumped on me. Um, Here we go. Let's see. uh, breakdown of the depth chart, please. Yeah. yeah, uh, Depth chart's coming in a week. We'll have one. Um, Doris says, with all that is returning next season, do you think Kiffin would want Dart to return and be a third-year starter for a playoff run? I mean, I think we'll see. He's going to get the opportunity to be the guy this year. I think a lot of people, self-included, are really interested to see what kind of jump Jackson makes from year one to year two. He looks a lot more confident out there. He has to cut out the bad decisions. He has to show that he can process what he's seeing quickly and distribute the football to the right place on a consistent basis. That's as simple as that. He's got to make that jump. It's hard. Not all quarterbacks do it. I think he will. I think people inside the program think he will. And if he does, um, you know, speaking of McCready and Sisky, Tyler thinks he's an NFL quarterback. I've, I've not seen that yet. But Tyler knows football far better than I do. He loves Jackson Dart. There are other people that I know who are football people who love Jackson Dart, who think Jackson Dart's an NFL-caliber quarterback. Is he good enough to go after this season and get in the draft? I kind of doubt it. I would think that he would, if he had a pretty successful season this year, that you would want him back as a third-year starter. He would obviously have options. He will graduate. Uh, he could enter the portal as a as a grad transfer uh, if he wanted to. Um, we'll see what kind of development happens with Walker Howard, what kind of development happens with Austin Simmons. It's In today's world, it's almost impossible to predict what's coming next month much less what's coming this time a year from now but that certainly is something to watch and listen I don't think you're crazy to put a lot of your view vision on 2024 it's going to be a completely different season because of a 12 team playoff and you're not going to be eliminated when you lose a second game the way that you are now like realistically let's just say for kicks and giggles that Ole Miss loses to Alabama and then loses to LSU. not saying they will. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if they won one of those games. But let's say for the sake of this discussion that they lost both of those games. You're kind of done from a playoff standpoint at that moment. Five weeks into the season, that would be September the 30th. But when you woke up on October the 1st, in that scenario, having lost those two games, you would wake up with two months of your season left, and you're done. You're not going to a playoff. You're not going to Atlanta. That kind of takes a lot of the steam out of a season. Next season, if you started off and you had those kinds of losses, you would be able to say, hey, there's no more margin for error, but we can run the table here. And so in that scenario, let's pretend this year's schedule was in 2024. You bounce back, you beat Arkansas, you get a weekend off, you go to Auburn and win, you come home and you beat Vanderbilt, you beat Texas A&M, and suddenly you're staring at this trip to Georgia, which is this make-or-break massive game. And don't get me wrong, if Ole Miss did exactly what I just said this year, the Georgia game would still be really big, and people would still hype it up, and we'd talk about it, and maybe there would even be a whisper of, you know, if Ole Miss won this game, they might be able to get into the playoffs at 10-2. and two. But you'd be having to have a lot of help from outside against LSU, against Alabama, that you wouldn't have to have in 2024. All three of you could make it. It wouldn't be a difficult scenario to envision at all so i don't think it's a terrible strategy to be thinking ahead to 2024 um let's see uh the latest joey crane says what's the latest on trig um he appeared to have a good week last week after kind of getting into the um after kind of getting into the doghouse early in camp um yeah look he's super athletic and with Preescorn there and some other guys at that position, they have weapons kind of everywhere. Aiden Williams has been terrific. We've talked about that. I wrote about some receivers in 10 Thoughts. Um, you know, Jordan Watkins has missed some time with hamstring, but I think they expect him back pretty quickly. They've got obviously Quinshawn Judkins and Kedrick Roscano and Jam Griffin, and we've talked ad nauseum, but the quarterbacks, it's an experienced offensive line they've got to improve in pass protection but there is a lot of experience there there's every reason in the world to believe this is going to be a dynamic offense and the more weapons you have the more dynamic and explosive it can be and and there's no question that trig from just an athleticism standpoint can be a beast out there but he's got to become more fundamental with his assignments he's got to know where he's going he's got to bounce back from adversity better than he did a year ago he's got to grow up bottom line. but there's some signs that There's some signs that maybe he's doing that. Um, Yeah. Sammy says, be interesting if Sanders is seen in classes today. Everything I hear is that Spencer Sanders is, is going to play at Ole Miss this year. I know there was some speculation a week ago, but um, I've not, I've not heard that. Uh, Teva says, what's the win total that keeps the momentum going? Um, I don't know. You guys would know this better than me. I'm, I'm guessing 8 wins. If you go 8 and 4 with this schedule, I would think most people would be fairly pleased going into 2024. Anything more than that, you'd you'd have to be ecstatic. But that's a that's a that's a question for fans. Um Kyle says, "Do you think anyone will watch the Republican debates?" No. No, it's one of the reasons that Fox News has been kissing up to Donald Trump in the last few weeks. They're desperate to get him on that stage because he is the only person for whatever reason or reasons in that party that that has that creates oxygen. So no, I don't think anyone will watch it. People will watch. This isn't even a political statement. People watch Trump. It's the reason that everyone puts him on TV. It's the reason everyone breaks away from programming whenever he does anything. They, Not saying they'll vote for him, because I don't think they'll vote for him, but they'll watch him for sure. Um. Brett says, will there be an audio-only version with Disrupt? Yes, that's getting launched, I'm told, later today. Um, I missed something. Let's see. I'm catching up. I apologize. Like I told you guys, I wasn't prepared for a uh, solo podcast today. Um, Grind, I I really don't want to get into all the stuff about Jay and all that. I I, I love Jay, love his wife. Uh, They're great people. Um, G-Pits was no longer a marketable show. Jay's not as popular as he once was here. I'm not popular at all on that site among Auburn people. Uh, a lot of people came out very publicly and said, I'm not watching. I'm not listening anymore. If you're not going to listen anymore, I can't sell it. If the numbers aren't going to be there, I can't sell it. And if I can't sell a show and I can't make money off the show, there makes no sense for me to do the show. That's just as busy as, as I am in the fall. If I can't turn a show into a revenue stream, there's no point in doing it. And I don't think, I don't think the show was going to be marketable anymore. And then, I think it's pretty obvious also that we approach our jobs way differently. And I just think that was becoming problematic. And that's not a criticism of him or me. And frankly, I'll say this. I think the way that he does his job is far more popular than the way that I do mine. I think it's uh, in this field. I think it's going to make him have more longevity than I will have in it. Um, so it's not a criticism at all. I just think it was going to be very difficult to continue to, um, to market that show. Um, Doors again says, I'm, I'm curious how different coaches start coaching once the playoff next season starts and you lose a couple of games. Do you start playing younger guys to see what they got? Because no one cares about bowls. No one cares about bowls now. I, I, but coaches want to win games because the more games you win, the more money you make, the more games you lose, the closer you get to the chopping block. Um, I think what's going to happen next season is that more games will be more meaningful. I think for the fan, the playoff is going to be exciting. Because if you're let's say you're ten and two Ole Miss, or better yet, nine and three Ole Miss. Someone just walked into the room. I didn't know who the hell it was for a minute. I was scared. It's Chase. Let's say you're nine and three Ole Miss. You win the egg bowl on Thanksgiving night. At 9-3, and you're in the conversation for the playoff, but I would think that you haven't locked it up. Well, you're suddenly watching a lot of games nationally that you would not otherwise have watched. Chase, you're going to have to turn on all the cameras. They're completely, and take the covers off. Um, You'd have to turn on, you, you would watch... You'd watch the, the some Big Ten game because you would be hoping that some Big Ten team that has two losses would get a third loss, or a team with three losses would get a fourth loss. You would, be, uh, you would be hopeful that an ACC team with one loss got a second loss. You would be hopeful that that Big 12 undefeated team went ahead and ran the table so that they were the one team out of the Big 12, so that there weren't two you know, 12-1, and one, Big 12 teams that may steal a spot. You would be hopeful that Notre Dame got that fourth loss. You actually would watch and enjoy a lot more football you, from an interest standpoint than you would had um, it just been a fourteen team playoff, where once you lose a second game, and certainly once you lose a third game, you're not going to the playoffs at that point out of the SEC. So I think, um, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be a good thing. I think fans are going to enjoy it. I don't know that coaches will, but fans will. Dwight says, Neil, are you going to drink that Gatorade? I am here in just a minute. I'm going to get uh, Chase on. i got to figure out how to change this real quick. So bear with me. Chase is here, and we'll we'll go from there.
2: Yeah, it kind of took a minute. There was a – I'm assuming people can hear me. I don't know. Um, There is a crane on fire on South Lamar. So that has knocked out uh, power to a large portion of – anyone that's kind of south of town they're building some stuff right there at belk um by the old hospital which now the university owns where that weird statue thing is um and yeah apparently a uh well not apparently because i saw it a crane is on fire there so they're working diligently but that's what happened yeah it was a little bit of a shock a little bit of a frustration this morning is that uh that got going so anyway what you been talking about answering questions what are you doing
1: yeah to answer questions just uh you know, Letting it fly. You were not expecting that this morning. <laughs> I, I, I admitted out loud that I was not prepared for a solo <laughs> podcast and that um uh, this was just gonna be a, a push through adversity sort of deal. And
2: I did not know the issue before I left and I went I went that way instead of the other way. And there is quite the scene um there on uh there on Lamar. So yeah, is is what it is. We'll see how long that takes. I I pulled up the outage map and it was thousand people or so were
1: 1,000 homes or so were affected when I, you know, oh, when I did that. Oh, did not good?
2: No, no, no. It was just, you know,
1: it was what it was. Uh, thanks to Blake for the Super Chat. Thanks for knocking out the show solo today. Could have easily mailed it in. I didn't even think about mailing it in. I said, you know, I, I, I can, this is not that hard. I can talk. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that. Austin, thanks for the Super Chat. He says, I'll second that Super Chat. Thanks for helping out with the great show. Chat-centered. Yeah, I like chat-centered shows. Find out what you guys want to know and... Try to
2: answer it. Not just- One of the huge benefits for the Thursday night shows is you get a read on hey, what are y'all watching? What are you doing? What are you what are you focused on? Is this thing uh you know I, I had a pullover on because I was inside and it frankly I keep my house pretty cold. And that's why I did it. I was also doing some marketing at multiple podcasts today. And um I will say though, I'm not as and hopefully the person is not a subscriber. If so, we love you, and I'm sorry for but i say. There was a psychopath coming into your neighborhood. Somebody was just walking around in their driveway and they had a full-blown Snuggie, or like, was it Snuggie? Is that what those things are? Mm-hmm. Where you put your arms through the blanket thing? They were wearing that down there when I was coming in. I just saw that. Like, Why? full-blown blanket arm hole thing. I mean,
1: it's already hot. I mean, it's it's warm out there. No, I mean, to prove your point, I got out this morning. I think I walked out of my driveway at 610. And I was not a quarter of a mile in and I was sweating. Yeah, it was not Andrew Ritter. He, uh,
2: he, 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 was, he was, not wearing a snuggie this no. morning. Um, congratulations to him though. His child got baptized yesterday. So, oh, good. Uh, yeah. 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 About Andrew when expecting to talk about Andrew on the show today. There you are. I, again, I just didn't change. I was frazzled. I was not expecting the power to go off. Couldn't, couldn't find a few things. Um, then I was kind of planning because I don't know how long the power is going to be off. So then it was, hey, a quick, hey, what's what's up? What are my options here? What can I do? So yeah, it's fine. It's all good. It is a good looking quarter sim. It's a good looking quarter. Sim. Yeah, I like it a lot. Moss is the color. If you go to Gentil, oh. I think I actually got that into the stream for a link prior to my my stream dying here earlier today. I think um, that was what I was doing when it went out. I I hit the enter button to put in a link, and when that happened, it uh it went it went kaput. So yeah Any, uh, anyway there I, I had a lot of stuff for the show today, but I feel like a lot of that is just gonna get pushed till tomorrow now because it sort of is what it is at this uh at this juncture for uh for that <laughs> I put it, Caroline, I'm sorry um
1: <laughs> uh because I that-
2: assume you had a bunch of Cammeron Franklin. I talked about some. I talked
1: about him a lot. I, th- I think okay. I've covered that ground. I, I will say this about Camarion, frankly, because I told you I would, so I'm going to live up to my word. Our field, oh yeah, that's
2: right. The okay. team
1: site field, uh huh. <clears throat> we're not the most professional group in the world collectively, and recruiting brings out the absolute worst in us, if you will. The worst, no, the worst, the the cryptic stuff about people's families and like, that, not knowing
2: the situation around someone and going, you know what? I know he went somewhere, but he, he only did that because
1: he was forced to do it for members of his family. Yeah, and, uh, and and you know this how? And 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 look, the other thing is this. I mean, the the number of young people who without any family guidance, forget sports for a minute, the number of young people who without any family guidance pick a school to go to college, that's a pretty small number. Most people, most young people, 17-year-olds, and he is a 17-year-old. Sure. The fact that he's a big, strong, fast 17-year-old doesn't change 17. the fact that he's a 17-year-old. Those are adjectives that if you eliminate them, he's a 17-year-old kid. Of Most 17-year-old kids have people in their lives who advise these types of decisions and that's coming from someone who we let our kids make that decision on their own for the most part although i mean if campbell had come in and said hey i want to go to ucla i would have said how the hell you gonna pay for it i mean what are we going to do right (laughs) there would be some questions like what are we doing (laughs) you know i mean so there were some limits but you know you're still part of the process when she Went to Auburn to visit. When she went to Arkansas to visit. When she went to Oklahoma to visit. Well, someone had to drive her. Someone had to be there. You had to pay for the hotel rooms and stuff. You, you know, leave
2: like, and you go. Hey, what'd you think?
1: What'd you think? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Cool. Yeah. Hey. So and so. So you know. So you're there when a lot of that stuff is going on. You know. I got to see the presentations and all that stuff, and you get a feel for the place. And you know, I mean, I get on all of those places. I never said a word. And she, when she would say, "Well, what did you think?" I'd say, it doesn't matter. I'm not going. I'm not going back to college. You pick. You're the one going to college. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And then you talk through it. I I can't speak to how, what led Camarian Franklin to choose Ole Miss or what family pressures there may have been or not been. I have no idea. And the people that go into that stuff, unless you have real firsthand knowledge, you should probably stay away from that.
2: They all will now. Don't worry about it. Got it out there. Got the word out. PSA. It's handled. It's all good. No problems.
1: <laughs> Kyle, Biden and Trump in a street fight. Who you got now? And in their prime, I, I wouldn't like either one of their chances at this point. Uh, in in their prime, I don't know. Both of them in their primes, it might have been a pretty good, pretty good brawl, friggin' scuffle. Today, it would be pretty gross. Is that the next
2: chapter of our Zuckerberg must <laughs> cage match that's not going to happen?
1: That's no way it's going to happen. outside no, God, it? no. I'm mean, not paid to watch. Sure, whatever. Oh, I, I mean, if they actually fought, I'd probably watch it. Uh, I think I got everything. Okay.
2: Are you going to sit down and watch this Notre Dame Navy game? Saturday. Uh, I don't it's know. the only game of the day that's decent at all. I don't know what my schedule is, but yeah, one thirty.
1: Um, yeah, I'll probably watch some of it. Sure, it's football. It counts. Football. And I you'll tried be, to watch the same. And, and, and some. because
2: of your love for Clark Lee, you'll watch Vanderbilt, Hawaii, to some extent on Saturday night. Yeah. Sure. Six thirty.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. for 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 one moment, Vanderbilt will be the winningest team in the SEC.
2: You are you're wearing the white V-neck T-shirt today. You kind of look like you're going to like a Josh Pate look-alike contest. Oh, I'm not nearly as <laughs> I said look-alike contest. Yeah. I did not say you know Josh imitating.
1: Is, Josh is like yoked. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, that dude is. Yeah, he has been in the gym. Uh huh. I've not been in the gym as much as Josh has. I've probably run more than Josh has. Yeah, he put some some weight in. He's a he's a strong dude. Yeah.
2: Louisiana Tech also uh, playing on. Who do they play? Florida International, Mike McIntyre. Oh. Against La Tech. 8 o'clock.
1: That's on CBS Sports Network or something. If that's on, I'll try to watch some of it, sure. Is that game in Ruston or Miami?
2: It is in Miami to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Joe L.A. Stadium. I think that's where that's at. Joe I.A. Stadium. That's it. That's Ruston. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, Holmes on the left. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I was on the athletics thing and I don't like how they do this. They put the home team on the left. Don't do that. No, give like me that. the give me the home on the right. I mean yeah, that's what the we're doing. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Then Navy at Notre Dame, UTEP at Jacksonville State, Ohio at San Diego State, UMass at New Mexico State, Hawaii at Vanderbilt, San Jose State at USC, and Florida National at Louisiana Tech. That is your week zero slate, if you uh
1: I mean none of those are like enthralling football games. And I Probably am not the football junkie that watches every down of every game, but yeah, I'll watch some of those. Sure. What I can't, what I have found that I just can't watch is much NFL preseason. I tried a little bit. Well, it's the preseason. And it's preseason. And I just can't, I just can't get
2: into it. I mean, the starters are not the most locked in humans on earth. No. And once you get deep into the
1: rosters, you feel like you're watching a USFL game.
2: Yeah, because they're not going to make the. Right. They're not going to make the active roster. So I wasn't able to do that i basically i i did not even turn on saints chargers last night oh really i I was following it i kept it up on twitter um i was more not interested is not the right word i was more caught by the media complaining being there in the first place since hurricanes and monsoons and all these things were hitting la um at least potentially there for uh for that there was there was a frustration by lots of people media and otherwise that the game was simply being played and they were not just home, dealing with whatever was going on uh, yesterday. Saw the Saints and Texans canceled their joint practices that were supposed to happen this week. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, They were supposed to practice. I don't know if it was today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day or Out whatever there. it is. I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm. It, that's what I thought was weird because unless there's some like getting back issue, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, weather issues in L.A. or not weather issues in Houston or New Orleans to the best of my knowledge. But, yeah, that was kind of, kind of whatever.
1: I'll tell you that we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John is part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him and give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. OPA is a uh, perfect place to host your company dinner, your festive party event as we get closer and closer, believe it or not, to the holidays. Start planning those uh, kind of things. Think about OPA. Great food, uh, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We'll have Neil's Picks coming to you next Thursday. They sponsor that again this season. Thanks to them for that. Uh, they've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you are on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. If you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or uh, maybe you don't even know what you're looking for, they can help you at Service Specialist. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, your weaknesses, see what you're looking for in your next uh, career move, and help you find the right fit. It's always free for the candidate, 662-832-5138 or LTD.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile, using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures uh, that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? If you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net. Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Or call him at 404-973-9901. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot offered at Southern Traditions, horseback riding offerings. Uh, You can compete in nationally recognized competitions and much, much more. It's Southern Traditions Farm on both Facebook or Instagram.
2: Also, with uh, the football season coming here soon, Jocelyn Hill Creamery back with their tailgate packages to help you out in the Grove or wherever you're tailgating this season. They're located in Chickory Market now after uh, some movement this uh, summer, and they will feed anywhere from 10, 20, or 40. You can specify the different packages. The uh, The largest ones two quarter, two quarts, spicy feta dip. you got pepper jelly. you got large specialty trays, artisanal, grazing, charcuterie, whatever you're looking for there. Some sandwich trays, fruit trays, crudité, cookies, brownies, whatever you need to take care of your tailgate there with Johnston Hill Creamery. So go to johnstontillcreamery.com. You can pick that up on Friday or Saturday of game weeks and get everything you need for your time in the Grove this season. Saw a list yesterday of um the uh, top – well, actually, not all top. The thirty, the the ranking of the NFL stadiums. Did you see this? I did um, not. The media – for basically a beat writer for every team from whatever publication. Uh, went in, did a poll, and ranked environment, amenities, the whole deal for the uh, the NFL. I'm terribly surprised at the top. I think I would have guessed so far just because it was new and new, and they spent all the money at number one. But it was actually at number two. Number one, for the second time in a row they have done this, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis gets the, uh, gets the win there. Viking Stadium, number one. I've not been in it, but I've been by it, and it looked amazing. So far for the Rams and Chargers at number two. Lambeau still at number three, even though it is uh, the age that it is. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, sure, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I understand why. Cowboys, AT&T Stadium, number four. They're in uh, Dallas. Lumen Field, number five. It's loud. If you haven't re- realized, it's in Seattle. They're with uh, them. Arrowhead, number six. Allegiant in Vegas at number seven. Mercedes-Benz, Atlanta, number eight. Empower at mile high. So, Broncos, obviously, at nine. And Steelers, what used to be Heinz Field, it's now AccraSure Stadium at number 10. I love so that stadium. That is your uh, your Kind of like team. Pittsburgh, as a rule. Um, From worst to through the bottom 10, the worst for, like, the second or third time in a row is FedEx Field there in Washington. Um, It is, like, unanimously almost known as the worst stadium oh, in, really? the, in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the blurb says in a dominant last place finish, the home of Washington's <laughs> NFL team since ninety-seven again finishes last. Twenty-seven ballots had FedEx field in the bottom five, and twenty-five of those had him ranked as the NFL's worst stadium. Oh. Twenty-five of wow. thirty-one ballots had you dead last. Then you probably are last. You got an old, you got you I mean you got a new owner, you got all the stuff, you don't win. Yeah. The uh, Commander's reporter, Ben Standing, for the Athletics, said it's old but not revered. The basic amenities are outdated for this 21st century world, with the locals choosing to stay away in recent years. Amid the losing and non-contending and ownership embarrassment, cheers from hordes of visiting fans dominate the atmosphere. Also, they'll be trapped in brutal traffic on the way out, suckers. And yes, the rails break, the pipes burst, and parking ain't cheap. At least everyone knows a new stadium is a must. Hold your nose for the next five to eight years in the interim and hope that winning becomes a distraction. Oh. So even their own beat writer went there with the uh, the 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 wording. Uh, Jacksonville second to last, Miami and Hard Rock third to last. That surprises me a little bit. I did not realize they were. That
1: That's far an down. old stadium.
2: Um, 1987. Mm-hmm. They remodeled last in 2015, but, but yeah. 1997 there on that one. There's only so much lipstick you can put on a pig. The Bengals at number 27. Whoa, hold up, Paycor, no. The 23-year-old stadium cracked the bottom five on 13 ballots, finishing in the same spot as 2020.
1: No blasphemy. It's and a
2: beautiful, then, beautiful place. Not even a surprise at all. Coming in at number 26, the Caesar Superdome. It needs. It needs, It's. It's old. It, it's, it's old. It. It doesn't have your amenities. It obviously can be fun when they're winning and it's loud. But yeah, but it's old. Well, I mean, as said here, Larry Holder writing the blurb for the story it hosts super bowls because it's in new orleans not because of anything to do right. with the facility at all um, they are doing a <sighs> facelift but at this point it, it, there's there's as you say there's only so much
1: lipstick that can they can go on here in new orleans it might make sense to build the state of the art like what yeah. nashville's building yeah yeah that one in nashville if it ends up doing what it looks like is going to be a game changer I mean, it's
2: going to look awesome. MetLife at 25. That's the Giants and Jets. Said that it cost $1.6 billion when it was completed in 2010. The money was not particularly well spent. It's a boring stadium, and it's universally agreed on by Giants and Jets fans.
1: All right. Multiple people are asking us to rank the SEC stadiums.
2: The actual stadiums. The stadiums. Vanderbilt's the worst. Here's the thing with that, That's is that: is that. They're mostly all old, mm-hmm. and they're so environment based. Like, yeah, everybody's done work, but yeah. Also worth acknowledging is there any? I haven't. I've never been to South Carolina, so I have no ability to rate Columbia. I think that's the only stadium yeah, in the SEC I haven't been so to. So I've
1: been there, and it 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 meets what you just said. It's cool because the stuff. It's but it's it's out in. It's out by the fairgrounds. It's not the best part of town. It it, it never struck me as having a ton of amenities. The thing is, is that none of the stadiums were built for modern amenities. Vanderbilt's the worst. Missouri's the second worst. Yeah.
2: I haven't. Has Tennessee remodeled in any way since I would have been there? I don't know. And again, see, see, it's old and boring to me. The last time I saw it again, I haven't been there in years. I haven't been there since Derek Dooley beat the crap out of Houston Nut that day, and you're in a closed off press box, correct,
1: so you're not even feeling it yeah so to rank I, them you what you have to do is first thing you have to do is come up with criteria because I think if you're talking about amenities and stuff, the majority of s e c stadiums suck yeah, that's not where the goals they are. just well they weren't built that way, and so to fix them, like what did texas a and m do when they because they we saw this in the Manziel doc. They gutted the thing mm-hmm. and started over. Did they build a modern stadium or did they build another college stadium? Yeah.
2: No, nobody has gone NFL route of going, hey, I'm about to blow you away. That's not happened.
1: I mean, just but some of the stadiums, like the ones that – Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Jordan-Hare, uh Samford, Sanford Stadium in, in Georgia.
2: It's where I think it's a great th- – probably a really good thing, even though it came about some challenges, that Ole Miss is going to take a breath here because you've got an erector set of a stadium. Every side looks different. Yeah. What you need is changing by the day. I mean, if – and again, Keith's going, yeah, well, you're not, and you're about to tell thousands of people this. But <laughs> if our – in say and all – I would shrink attendance. I would put in chairbacks basically everywhere. Yeah, increase premium seating, and find ways to um, just amenities all over the place, and not worry about having some sort of general whatever to the to the situation. I mean, if you had the money again, yeah, I understand. I, 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 if you I had it. the money,
1: you'd 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 basically blow up three sides of the stadium and completely redo it with modern amenities and all of those things. But that would financially would be so stupid that now no one would do that. Multiple people are saying A&M really nice. Okay. I, I haven't, I and would,
2: Bama's done a hell of a job over the last 15 years. They might be number one on my list, I have to, to, to the knowledge of where
1: I've been. I have to tell you, what Alabama's done with that stadium in a relatively short period of time is remarkable. That thing used to be a dump, and it, they've actually made it pretty nice.
2: LSU's atmosphere based.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean that place. That's an old structure. I mean, there's only so much you can do with the facility that is as old as that one. And I haven't been to Athens since
2: like 2010 or whenever that was. I don't remember. Maybe before that,
1: honestly. I haven't been since 2012. Okay. I used to go a lot. Yeah. See, I haven't been to Georgia in a long time. And it's nice. But I never, I never paid much of, because again, you guys got to remember we go to press boxes, and so we don't. Yeah, really, we're not hanging out in the club area. We don't really go see the, yeah, the. We don't the deal. I would, I would guess that Georgia has poured some money into the clubs. Not sure, I would, I would think.
2: State's done a nice job of what they have to work with. Yeah, I always they enjoy have.
1: going to games at Kentucky, but I can't tell you anything about the stadium. Really, it's not Kroger Stadium now. Kroger Field. Kroger Field. Okay. Yeah, Arkansas has done a really good job taking a structure and modernizing it. It looks really good. Um, The only thing I can tell you about the one game that I've been to there as a regular person was the line for a beer was so long that I just didn't bother.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And and part of that was because I don't think they have a lot of room on – it's on the press box side in Fayetteville. I don't think they have a lot of room for – you know, concourse room.
2: Oh, right. Now, the,
1: the end zones and stuff where they've poured a lot of money into in the clubs and stuff, I'm sure those are pretty nice.
2: Huh. Okay. You mentioned this, Kroger. It's actually on my list of potential openings today, and the power did not allow me to, to get to that. But I just saw this earlier. I thought it was interesting. Kroger um, is... Uh, let me find the exact... In the United States, Kroger sells more of this than any other business, place, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, than anyone else. What do you think it is? Kroger's the largest selling purveyor of this item in the country. Um, God, I don't know. 40 million units a year is the number. It's not what you would ever think is why I'm obviously okay. bringing this up. Milk. Sushi. Kroger. really? Yes. Americans aren't snobby about their sushi. The grocery store operator Kroger is the biggest purveyor of sushi in the country, selling more than 40 million pieces per year, according to the Wall Street Journal. The company realized it was number one back in 2020. In the past three years, has ramped up its sushi offerings to claim even more market share.
1: You know, now that you say that, every time I go into the Kroger, they've got somebody working on sushi every it's, time. It's not bad. It's fine. Really?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it is, I have needed to go to the grocery and needed just something quick lunch-wise, and you're obviously going to get some protein if you grab some tuna or salmon or something, and I'll grab a, I'll grab a thing of it and go about my day. It's. I mean, I like sushi, and I'm not scared of it. I like sushi if it's really
1: good. Well, okay, but you're yeah. not getting that. No. But it's perfectly so I probably acceptable. wouldn't like it. I probably wouldn't.
2: You're like not it. going to dinner and having the whatever, but it's it, it is perfectly palatable for what that? you're trying to get.
1: How about that? I would have never guessed. It says grocery stores across
2: the U.S. are benefiting from consumers choosing 8.99 California rolls over Amasaki date night. Amakasi date night. Sushi sales at U.S. retailers have risen more than seventy percent in the past year. Huh. Things I never would have guessed. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. Well, we've got a few minutes, and again, I've, I've got a list of stuff, but we'll hit it tomorrow because we had the unforeseen challenges today. Um, help me with something though. And I know probably multiple people in the stream is one I'm sure of was there on uh, on Saturday. Soccer, MLS, Messi winning the Leeds Cup. Mm-hmm. Huge for MLS, huge for the business side of MLS. I've got some numbers here I'll read in a minute. All this stuff. Yeah. For the uneducated. So I'm putting myself in that group, okay? I'm saying perspective for the uneducated. Explain to me why in some ways it doesn't look bad on the MLS talent that he is dominating to this level, because it is an impactful on the field an impactful thing that can't even be measured the way he is performing. Yeah. And I don't feel like that was the case at his previous stops to this level. So why am I not in some ways going, God, is MLS just a lot worse than I thought it was?
1: No, it's not a lot worse than, than you thought it was. It's but no, they don't. I mean, look, if you watch an MLS game, and I watched Cincinnati and Columbus last night, for example, and then you watch a English Premier League game, and I watched a couple of those this weekend, Okay, there's a difference in the talent. In the same way, if you watch a major league game, and then you go watch a double-A game, there's a difference in the talent. Players are good, but there's more better players, the high level, of course. But did we expect this type of on field? Yeah. I mean, he's still the best player in the world. Okay, sure. I mean, he's 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 an incredible talent.
2: Ten goals in seven games. Yeah. I mean, he's took a last place team that just won whatever this thing is. Yeah.
1: And he brought a couple of guys with him. Okay. And and but yeah, he's he's special. I mean, the Nashville coach was quoted as saying there's just some things that he does that you can't defend. He's that good. But you know, Nashville a game was what tied for 75 minutes. I mean, he went to penalty kicks. Yeah, um, went to
2: like seven rounds of penalty kicks. I was not talking about Nashville. I'm saying domination is not how he's treating the MLS. Calm down.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's dominated MLS. But what he's done also is, you know, I, I think he's he's shown you. I think this is why MLS people are so excited. He has shown you that if you get the top talent in the world on the fields here in the states. The people will go and they will watch and they will invest in it. Sure. And he's a huge name. Like standing room only tickets were going for like six, seven hundred dollars the other night.
2: That was his forty-fourth trophy. He became the most decorated soccer player ever after the uh after the win. From a business standpoint, subscriptions to MLS season pass on Apple TV have more than doubled since he joined Inter Miami. Um, In a recent earnings call, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, said he cannot be happier with how the partnership is going. Well, yeah, duh. Messi's now iconic pink jersey was the top seller across all sports for Fanatics last month. Um, An Adidas spokesman said that demand for his jersey in Miami has been, quote, truly unprecedented. Ticket prices, as you uh, said, are just skyrocketing. 1,700% increases on resale sites. Um, owned field, field level seats in Philadelphia the other day, $16,200, um, online. Wow. And then, uh, on social media, the inner Miami Instagram account has grown to over 14 million followers, which is more than any team, any team in NFL, NHL, or MLB. So there's your I mean, I- business side, um, and look, the person benefiting the most from this is actually Messi because he gets cuts of all these things. Yeah, the well, way his contract. That's why he did it. I mean he's he's raking in the cash right yeah, now. Sure,
1: but this is probably going to inspire some MLS teams to throw big money at some European stars. I don't know that they'll come play. Yeah, sure. Not in their primes anyway. Sure. But the fact that Messi is was he thirty four? I don't know. Yeah, the fact that he's doing this kind of at the tail end of his career, it's probably going to make it more palatable for other players to do the same.
2: It's fascinating.
1: It's a huge win. It's fascinating. I I mean, it's a huge win for MLS. It's a massive win for MLS. Because there's now the people that say, well, you can't make soccer work in the States. They've been proven wrong. Yeah, this is a completely different thing than Pele being a Cosmo
2: for a year or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like,
1: this is not that. No, they've been proven wrong. You, you, you can make soccer work in the States. Now, you're not going to replace the NFL or anything like that. And so when the soccer people start doing that, you're like, shut up. But you look at the numbers that, like, NBC and they get for the English Premier League in the U.S., they get really good numbers. I mean, Chelsea played like crap yesterday, and it made it very hard to do 10 thoughts in here as a room over things were getting thrown. So, I mean, people are people are watching English Premier League in, yeah, this, yeah. in this country. Yeah.
2: To go to football tomorrow, uh, Lane Kiffin speaking today um, at practice. Um, so we'll see what he uh, says after a uh, a scrimmage that was closed to the media on a Saturday some of the scuttlebutt coming out of it that is, uh, Dart made a few mistakes. Spencer Sanders had a good day on, uh, Saturday. Apparently, Roscano had a good day on Saturday. Um, just a little bit of stuff that leaked out as there were some donors and the people uh, around for the scrimmage on, uh, uh, on Saturday there. I want to talk about some of Neil's picks. He had 10 thoughts. He's got Quinn Ewers winning the Heisman Trophy. We'll mention yeah, that. Took tomorrow. You know what? I know we took might hit on that for a minute tomorrow. Uh, because if that happens, I look really smart. Oh uh, well, that's <laughs> that's a good point. And when it's just some dude, you go, ah, well, whatever. Took a shot. You, there's well, no me, ne- there's no negative to that. Anybody
1: could go. Caleb Williams going again. That's a good point. So let's here's what I say. This I'll will tease yeah, it with yeah, this. Yeah, you're good. I'm not a I, I am a person who knows a lot of people in football. And I don't know the football the way that they do, but I'm talking to football people here the last few days, and everybody's raving about Texas, specifically Texas's offense. Football people, not Texas people. Okay. I mean, if they somehow beat Alabama, there's not another like game on their schedule that you go, oh, that's an L. No, 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 no. And so if they win a bunch of games and he puts up a bunch of numbers. If they're decent at all, there's like eight
2: wins just on the schedule. Yeah. It's hard to.
1: So, you know, if he wins 10 or 11 and puts up big numbers, it's a quarterback trophy. Yeah, yeah. People are going to be disinclined to vote for Williams two years in a row. Sure. I Th- get it. There's no quarterback in the SEC, really, that I mean, it's difficult for me to imagine Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. Yeah, sure. You know, there's there's no SEC quarterback that's must-see television that we're thinking of right now. Like, I don't think we go, oh, you know, Jackson Dart or or Spencer right, Rattler right, right. or, or – uh, the, the kid at Tennessee or or Joe Milton. Joe Milton or, or KJ Jefferson. I mean, those are Will Rogers. Those are the veteran quarterbacks in the league. None of those guys, you don't, none of those guys went on Heisman. I mean, I guess it's conceivable that if, but no, I if guess, LSU yeah. got just red hot, that Jaden Daniels could win a Heisman trophy, but I doubt it. And it's a quarterback league, quarterback award, sorry. Yeah, it's a quarterback award. And I mean, there's just, you know, he's, He's got a good shot if they're as good as people say they are. And if they're not, people go, God, Neil, you really blew that one. I'll be like, well, I'll blow a lot of these. I mean, they're just picks. Yeah, nobody's holding that one against you at this point. so
2: Okay, but well, we'll make fun of that a little bit tomorrow. Some more college football. Again, Kiffin and practice today. And then leading into, uh, again, week zero starting on Saturday. The, uh, the midshipmen and the Irish kicking off the college football season. So uh, until tomorrow, talk to you then.